This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, boys and girls? You got Aaron and Stanger here. And before we start today's excellent episode, we have an even more excellent sponsor for the show. We're talking about Magic Spoon. You guys know them. You love them. They're friends of ours, and they're a staple in both mine and Aaron's diets now. Um, That's right. Yeah. So That's here, right. So here's the deal. If you don't know Magic Spoon, you should. Um, we love cereal. We were kids once. Um, we're still <laughs> we're still kids at heart. Um, yep. And you got to eat a lot of cereal as a kid. It was a thing. You'd have these breakfast cereals. They were maybe a little sugary, um, bright colors. You know, it was like an event. And you'd look forward to this kind of dessert in the morning that you got to have. And then you hit a certain age um, and uh, you realize like, oh, no, it's a no-go for cereal now because I want to maintain the right kind of physiognomy. Yeah, you can't, you know, you can't just be eating crazy stuff as an adult. You got to eat like the the boring cereals that have a lot of fiber. But guess what? Magic Spoon is actually changing the game. I had some Magic Spoon this freaking morning, Stanger. Did you really? Yeah, blueberry. I, I had it. I had some last night as like a little post-meal snack. Look, it's not relegated to morning. Part of the fun with cereal was, you know, you're watching a little TV, you're streaming a little content from uh, yep. Netflix, from Peacock Network, and uh, you pour yourself a bowl of cereal, and it was kind of fun. You had to cut that out. Not the case. You can do Magic Spoon. And guess what? If you're a workout freak and you want that protein, Magic Spoon's got you covered because with Magic Spoon, you're getting zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five net grams of carbs in each serving. Y'all, it's low-carb, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and only 140 calories a serving. Right on. And we talked about flavor. So look, you got your nutrition covered. We talked about that. Say you don't care about the protein. You just want something that's super tasty with like little or no sugar. Well, Magic Spoon's got you covered there. Um, you can build your own box of uh, a variety of pack, which I recommend because then you can try all the flavors. They got the classics, uh, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are all really delicious. I'm a fan of all of those. Yep. And then if you want to get fancy sweet pastry with like, you know, not the, not the extra calories. We've got the blueberry muffin, maple waffle, honey nuts, cuckoo. I'm a blueberry muffin fan. There's something, there's something they got with the blueberry. That's it's shockingly good. What if you haven't, if you haven't tried it, you're imagining something right now. And I promise you it's better than what you're imagining. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you put that with the little cinnamon roll and you have like a blueberry crisp in the morning. It's heaven. Yep. You got your indulgent ones, cookies and cream, cinnamon roll. I like mixing yep. the uh, blueberry muffin with cinnamon roll. You get a little like uh blueberry cinnamon. What is it? What's going on here? What's going on? That's with what the-, the crisp. Yeah. It's yeah. like a blueberry crisp. And then um, the cinnamon roll one also reminds me of like cinnamon uh, what was that one as a kid was like made oh, like, the milk all cinnamony. Yeah. Like the checks with cinnamon in there. We may not want to yeah, say that. I can't remember. Yeah. But People it was like, but this about. is it. The, the Mikey likes the it. Cinnamon roll. Oh my God. It's so good. The milk afterward is so yummy. You got to try them guys. We want you to try them. Go to magicspoon.com slash dumbbells to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try the magic for yourself. And be sure to use our promo code dumbbells at checkout to save $5 off your order. 
And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal, magicspoon.com slash dumbbells. And use the code dumbbells to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Let's start the show. Certified personal trainer and fanny pack enthusiast. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and liker of sunglasses, but not a wearer that much. Interesting. And you have found us, The Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration, motivation, and sometimes, like during Macro Month, a lot of information. Hey, Dumbbells, let's get dumb, baby. Baby, hey. I, I like to to explain myself. I like sunglasses. I have them. I do wear okay. them. But I don't, I got to kind of like remind myself. To, you know, some people are like, they're, they're never not they without always them. Have they them. always right. have them. They're always on. They're always kind of, and mine, it always feels like an extra step I'm trying to remember to do. And um, I do like them. And yeah. I do feel like they can make me look cooler. Or look cool. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do. They take some of the, uh, like the stress out of a photograph to yeah, me. Like, yeah. if you have sunglasses on, half the work is done for you. You don't yeah. need to worry about the eyes. You just do something with your mouth, and you're fine. Maybe a great pose, you're in. Yeah. The older you get, the tougher it is to, for the eyes to work in photos. Just kind of start to like. <laughs> yeah, they they starting to deaden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was like, I grew up. I've had glasses since the third grade, so to put on sunglasses was not even really an option unless like my little nephew has like transition lenses, which is <laughs> like he's seven with transition lenses. But that would have been better for me. I you just like didn't wear glass or sunglasses, and then when I got older, I got sunglasses, but. I don't like wearing them because it reminds me of just Work. wearing glasses. There's something on my face. So I like the hat instead of sunglasses. Sure. I'm doing... Unless I'm doing a photo shoot, then sunglasses all day. <laughs> all day. I'm doing them both. I like them. I, um, you know, I buy them purely to look cool. There's not really any functional because I'm so used to never wearing them that like it's it's not like I need the, the brightness dampened down outside. But they are good to wear at a certain point. Good for like your sleep. You want a little bit of like sunlight in your eyes during the day to kind of build melanin. <laughs> right. And then you want to cut that off at a certain point. But real quick, uh, this is Macro Month. Macro Month continues on. We've so far yep. covered protein, fats. Now is the bad boy. It's the bad, the bad kid. Uh, carbohydrates. Or maybe not. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll let you guys yeah. make the decision at the end of this episode. Um, so Aaron and I did a bunch of homework. We're not great students. You'll see in the work that we present to you. Uh, <laughs> I know. Absolutely. I was uh, a troubled teen. It's part of our charm, though. You know, you're like, oh, you're, oh, great. We got fucking Aaron and Stanger in the study group. I guess it'll be kind of fun, I guess. I yeah, know. we'll laugh a little bit, but at some point they could shut up and do some work. Yeah, it's time to get to work, guys. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about? How's workouts going? You're looking good. You're looking fit. You get it, oh, you you know. get it sorted out yet? 
Um, okay, I will say I have tried. We talked about protein in the last episode, mm-hmm. and I have tried to keep my protein higher, carbs higher, and fats low. And every day, my fitness pal is like, "Um, I thought you were trying to not eat so many fats." <laughs> and I was, and it's it's just really, really a challenge. So that and and I can't. I'm like, I'm supposed to, you know, I'm air quoting, supposed to try to eat like. Uh, an ounce of protein for my body weight, and that is so hard. <laughs> where do you so hard? Where do you find your fats coming from mostly? What's getting you? It's it's like my like my meat. Okay, and um, so this is kind of beguiling because you're up and you're trying to up your protein, and then it, that's also up in your fat too, which yeah. you're trying to lower. That's that's the dilemma. Yeah. And there's only so much then, turkey you can have, turkey or like white I know, fish. I know, or chicken breast even is just like, which like it's fine. I'm not try, I'm not like in a in a rush to figure this out, but it is kind of like a little bit where I'm just I kind of want to just say who cares <laughs> and go back to the old way. But I think it, I think it's worth sticking with for a little a little bit and trying a little to find my way with it. Yeah. Um, but I like, I like like almonds and cashews and stuff and I don't have a ton of them, but it just, the fat number is so low from what, like I did on my calculator last week that it's just truly, it's like, Oh, I have a square of, of dark chocolate and a, turkey or like a chicken thigh and i'm Over. i'm done it's yeah done. so yeah tricky 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 uh <laughs> tricky stuff tricky stuff oh there was something i wanted to ask but i forgot now yeah i won't remember it we can move on you're too old too old oh yeah I, this is important i'm glad i remembered um you you hit the l hard in almonds is that something you almonds? always do? Yeah. You're right. This is important. I'm glad you circled back. Oh. <laughs> almonds. Almonds? What do you say? I just. Say, I think I just say almonds, which may be, is probably wrong, but I don't think I'm hitting that almonds. L. I think I say almonds. Yeah, I, I think almonds. I, I do hit the L. Almonds. almonds. I, may have not, I may have not known there was an L in there for a long time, you know, too, as a kid or something. Just always it's just okay. thought I, I heard people saying almonds. <laughs> almonds? Almonds. Yeah, you're like no, I'm doing my. Like you're, you're doing, doing your like prayer. Yeah, you're doing that in church. You're not eating that for your fats. Uh, right, exactly. But some people, there are, there is a group that doesn't hit that L hard. Right, I'm not alone in that. We're gonna have to go to the audience for that one. <laughs> We're gonna have to go straight to the audience. Listener engagement. Um, this is how <laughs> you engage the listeners, Aaron. Should we get I into this? Say- oh no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I will say that I have a client um, who told me this week that I have a fat ass for a white woman. <laughs> and I can't stop laughing about this. That's I was like, what? Well, I told Melissa. Melissa was like, no one needs to comment on anyone's body, which is fair. It's yeah. true. But I, it, it felt like it was in a fun way. But I really was like, no, that's a great reminder. Thank you so much for your for your help. So that's yeah, so that's how I'm doing. Stanger is people are commenting. 
Uh, didn't you put a picture, like a big picture of your butt just right on Instagram too? I did, yeah. Yeah, because it did look good in that picture. It looked so great. I posted it. Um, who, uh, I guess you got to kind of know your audience if you're going to comment on somebody's body in that way. Can be fun. It can be funny. Yeah, it, but it it's, didn't, it's didn't tricky. Feel, it didn't feel, you know, she's a client. I know we, we, I think when you are a personal trainer and you are training that person, yeah. you start to talk about bodies more yeah. than you would with just person at store. Um, hopefully, but I, so I think that's like, you know, what it was, we're talking about her, we're talking about me. And so then it was just like such a funny, uh, such a funny statement to, to just actually hear it was, it sounds like something someone would think. (laughs) Yeah. And then for a client to just be like, Hey, just so you know. And I said, okay, great. Thank you so much. I think in this day and age, in this ass forward culture that we live in now, it's a huge compliment. Um, it is, but I will say I'm like nervous that, you know, the Kardashians are getting super skinny. Uh, all of them, they still got their butt implants, but, I've seen some stuff where they might be taking those out and everyone's going to go back down to trying to be those like twig girls, like from the, well, but there's, 80s, but, 90s. but that's, but that's for like this weird kind of self-selecting group of the population. That's not like, if you like, as a guy, as a red blooded cis hetero man, um, <laughs> you'll read shit where it's like big boobs are back or whatever. And you're like, um, <laughs> <laughs> they never, they never really left for some of us, you know. A, That's true. That's a curvy true. body is back in fashion. It's just kind of like, <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know. Maybe for like the fucking idiots that are doing Cosmo magazine or something. I whatever right. you need to kind of like sell magazines and like and and women with each other. You know, I'll I'll be talking to my wife and she'll be like, I love her arms. And then I'll, I'll be like, what? Like, it looks like a fucking praying mantis or something. I'm like that little, the <laughs> insect over there. It's like, oh my God. what is your, what is your, you know, it's trying to figure out like what people want from their body. And it's a very personal thing. Look, have the right. body you want, go for the body right. you want. Obviously I wouldn't, you know, call that person an insect. Um, um, <laughs> to their face. Hey, yeah. They're doing their like best. Mantis probably, yeah. Probably disgusted by me. So. And I'm not even disgusted by them, but it's just, it's just more like, I think that like we've talked about often on this show, I think you just, you maximize your potential and whatever kind of genetic gift you've been given. And if you take care of yourself, it's going to look good to somebody. Um, if that's important to you and the, the trick of it is making sure when you're healthy and when you're taking care of yourself, that you have, uh, you, you have an appropriate image of yourself um, that lines yeah. up with the kind of care that you're taking. That was beautiful. That makes mm-hmm. up for all that crazy shit you just said about being a hetero, cis, white male or whatever. Well, that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Spe- <laughs> I have to qualify where I'm speaking from. I, have, you know. I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what's going on with me. Uh, Right. Any have you have you made any have you done the my fitness pal yet? I haven't. I will do it before I'm committed to doing it before the end of this month. I'll okay. definitely do it because to be fair to me, we just want a snapshot of what I do. It wasn't any kind of Yeah. Right. It wasn't I wasn't supposed to actually make any changes. It was just we're No, we're, just to know. We're just I, I curious. Think, yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. And you said you'd do it so on the show. So we gotta come <laughs> through for our listeners that are dying to hear about it. 
I never was more let down than the, the end of macro <laughs> month and Stanger didn't do his macros. <laughs> That's our main audience right there. I guess there. I'll just go walk into the ocean. Um, <laughs> oh my God, don't do that if you're out there. I'll carry rocks and walk into the ocean. <laughs> that sounds like a good workout. Have you ever? Like, you know, that's like yeah. a. That's like a. Um, what's his name? Uh, Laird Hamilton. Do you ever follow any of his stuff or Gabby Reese? Do you remember Gabrielle Reese? What did you say, L- Lenny? Laird. Lard. Laird. L a i r d. Laird Hamilton. Yeah, they're like a fitness kind of power couple. He was a pro surfer, like a surfing personality um, and lifestyle guru, and she was a champion volleyball player. You'd probably recognize her if you wow. saw her. I think she did some like MTV beat, like uh, uh, sports stuff, and was a host for a while. Anyway, they kind of linked up, got married, and uh, they have this XPT thing that they do, where it's all this kind of like training in um, Malibu and Hawaii with like saunas and they do these underwater pool workouts with weights and stuff. And Ooh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're cool. They're kind of like, you know, fringe kind of freaky fitness type stuff. Um, yeah. I just looked her up and I do recognize her face. She's a stud. They're both like, yeah. they're both like freaks, you know, just like genetic freaks, superstars that like found each other. <laughs> that and, would be, it's, it's like, it's like if someone has a face tattoo and then they meet someone else with the face tattoo, like you have to fall in love. It's like when you're that freakishly good at sports, yeah, you, you just have to find someone to match you. You just have to. Yeah. Or it's nice if you do and it all, you know, sometimes the opposites attract though. You know, have you ever heard that song by Paul Abdul? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> She, no, that's true. That I have heard that song. Is that the song with the big fat cat in it? It's not fat. He's cool. Oh, he's cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, is that the one? That's the one. Yeah. That's Hell the video. Yeah. That's the video. She dances with uh, the animated cat and it's, it's kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Okay. So what I forgot why you brought them up. Oh, uh, it was for under, like you said, Carrying rocks into the water seems like a good workout. Oh, so. yeah. I was thinking about doing like a, a, cause I have a pool. So I was like, I should make money off of this pool, but our pool gets so deep so fast. So people could really, you'd have to just have really tall people or just have like four. Yes. Cause it's, uh, this is me bringing up the fact that I do have people over to my pool and haven't invited you. <laughs> Yeah, it seems to be coming up a lot. We're just <laughs> endless pool party. We're gonna get you at one of them. One of these days. One gonna, of these days we're gonna get you. Got, yeah, everything's sure. gotta kinda come together for that. We're having one this weekend. <laughs> we're not gonna do this weekend. Nope. Or the and, next. And whatever. Yeah, but but soon. Soon, soon. You wanna find uh, tall people, be- you know, hang out around basketball courts, volleyball courts, that kind of thing. Um Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Put I put will. flyers around big and tall stores. Um <laughs> Just trying to think, you know, just simple. I think that, yeah, that's enough. Enough voice. <laughs> uh, cool. So, all right. Should we talk a little bit about carbohydrates or a lot about carbohydrates? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, uh, again, we're talking about the three, the three crucial macronutrients um, that you need in various, uh, various amounts to survive, to thrive, um, to support your exercise. Carbohydrates, certainly one of them. Quick little, uh, mm-hmm. quick little background on carbohydrates. 
A carbohydrate's a biomolecule consisting of a carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen, consisting of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen atoms. Um, it's always got a hydrogen oxygen atom ratio of two to one. So it can be, it can have different forms. Like uh, there's varying degrees and amounts of carbon in there and, and different amounts of hydrogen and oxygen, depending on what it is, but it's always got that two to one with the hydrogen and oxygen. It's main function in the body is to provide energy. Um, there's a uh, food that we eat contain three types of carbohydrates. You've got your sugars, you got your starches and you got your fibers. Um, carbohydrates, most simply, um, you can break them into two kinds of categories. You've got simple or you've got complex, and that's depending on the food's chemical structure and how quickly the sugar is digested, digested and absorbed in the body, whether you've got a simple carb or a complex carb. A little more on that later and why it's important, why there should be a distinction there that you pay attention to. Um, the simple sugars are... Uh, they're, they're made up of uh, a couple of different monosaccharides. The types that we get in food are fructose, galactose, and glucose. Um, and those sugars combine together in different combinations to form the three disaccharides that are most important for human nutrition. And these will sound familiar to everybody. Lactose, molitose, and sucrose. So lactose, you're kind of finding in dairy. You know, sucrose, you're getting in like the more kind of traditional sugars. Um, starches and fibers are made up of these different sugars and they're just, they're, they're all kind of bonded together, um, to make up those different types of, um, uh, starches and fibers. And, uh, most sugars are about four calories per one gram. Um, you need to have them. You have to have this stuff. You know, if we're looking at it purely in like the sugar form, it's crucial for brain food and for your muscles. Um, and so people know, uh, glucose because that's what we're finding in our blood. That's like the kind of measurement of it. Your body needs to maintain a certain glucose level to keep your brain fed. And so what it's going to do is it's going to take in the carbohydrates that you eat, break them down into glucose, and then it's going to store them, um, in little stores called glycogen. Um, and that's what it uses to feed your muscles and feed your brain, uh, to kind of help you execute movement. Um, and that's so, that's so cute. It's very cute. It's very cute. And then the other kind of important factor in all of this, and you, you, you'll hear people talk about insulin response in regards to diabetes type one and type two, um, and insulin resistance and whether or not they're kind of, you know, on the verge of developing diabetes, um, you know, if it's, if it's unrelated to what's going on with their pancreas, you know, can be caused potentially by genetics, diet and environment. So your body needs this insulin and the insulin kind of shuttles the glycogen into your muscles or your body to put it in simplest terms. I'm sure there's a much more complex way to describe all that, but I won't bore you guys with it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, insulin's kind of the deciding factor. And so, uh, you know, in, in, in connecting how sugars carbo and carbohydrates, I'll use them a little interchangeably, but just, let's just say carbohydrates and how they can relate to fat and adipose tissue. And maybe why we're scared of them is because yeah. the, the carbohydrates that we eat in excess and don't use your insulin ultimately de makes a determination to store them as adipose tissue or fat. And so that's, you know, you kind of, kind of get, you got to hit the right levels 
eat what you need, but not more than that if you don't want to store it. And, you know, a little bit of storage is good. It's kind of, it's, it's what we need. And so if it's you, if you fuck up on your diet or you're not getting quite enough, if you have a little storage there, it's going to help you maintain that, 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 that appropriate kind of glucose level so that you can exercise and that your brain can work the way it should. Um, and so, uh, yes, go ahead. Yeah. You've got questions. I was just going to say, if I had more carbs, would I have been better at school? Um, I, I mean, how many more carbs could you have had? <laughs> Let's go back to little Aaron. <laughs> oh God. I think your brain got all the carbs it needed. And I think you stored what, well, <laughs> touche, touche. I was just talking about how for lunch, I would have a pizza pocket and three Otis Spunkmeyer cookies. That was my lunch every day in high school. <laughs> Cooked up in a lab, baby. Um, you know, these, the sugars are kind of, they're, they're an important part of the carb. I mean, they're essentially what the carbohydrates are just, in, you know, in different kind of representations. And so sugars obviously occur naturally in foods, including vegetables, grains, um, and fruit. Uh, the primary sugar type in fruit is fructose. Fructose is a little different in that it's um, broken down in the liver, metabolized in the liver. And so you have a different insulin response when you're having fructose. And there's all this kind of discussion on whether or not an excess of fructose can be bad for your liver or maybe cause the, the fatty liver disease that people have been getting, even oh, though they yeah. don't, even though they don't drink, um, you know, is it coming from the fructose? Who knows? They think that there's some like absorption that happens in the gut before it finds its way into the liver that kind of helps stave that off. But if people are mm -hmm. just having the kind of the dietary recommendations for fruit, they're obviously not going to be in trouble for that. Um, so, you know, you're finding these sugars naturally in, in fruit and vegetables and you want to have them because the, the, what's important about these carbohydrates outside of the fuel that they provide is that you take the hit on the sugar because of all the important uh, phytochemicals, ma uh, micronutrients, vitamins, and antioxidants that you get from having these kinds of fruits and vegetables. So there's like outside of just the pure fuel that they provide, there's tons of other goodies in there that your body absolutely needs uh, to not only just survive, but also be healthy. Um, so that's why, so when, you know, people are kind of trying to make the determination of, you know, how to represent these carbohydrates in their diet and whether or not they should have fruit or vegetables, you really should because it's, it's, it's worth it for, the, the whole food source that you're getting of these crucial and important, even if they're not crucial, I would say beneficial micronutrients um, and all the purposes that they serve. Um, so yeah, and so beyond that, we can kind of start getting into the glycemic index and um, you know some of the other stuff about carbohydrates, but that's really kind of like the, the nuts and bolts of it. We'll talk about the, um, the, the recommended allotment of carbohydrates in your diet. Um, or how much you should have or try to get. I also did a little bit of research on um, carbo loading and have some uh, information on that because that was something we were curious about too. Yeah, there's uh, an episode of The Office about carbo loading. <laughs> and God, I love it. Um, and I did carbo loading one time for a, a half marathon and I don't, I, I don't know what it did. You know, I, I'll, I'll never know. I'll yeah. never know. I can never redo it. 
Oh, and so, oh, just real quick, like simple versus complex carbohydrates too, and why oh, that's yeah. why that's an important distinction. So I mentioned earlier that um, that that you know it either a simple or complex carb, depending on the food's chemical structure and how quickly the sugar is digested and absorbed. So if you're eating simple carbohydrates, you get like a very quick and rapid large insulin response. Um, so that you know you you figure the most the the simplest sugar that you can think of you know or like white bread or or whatever it is the least is that like the the like what people talk about of like the crash like the the sugar crash is that like you have that quick like hit and then the I fall think after? so I mean there's also the, again there's been some debate as to whether or not you do get a like a a sugar a crash, crash. Um, mm-hmm. but. But yeah, like if we are like if we are operating under that theory being correct, I guess you could say that because it's like you you quickly, you know, have access to this energy, which is great if you need it. The problem is, like I said, if you don't, it will be stored. Whereas if you take in right. a complex carb, you're you have more your body has more time to make sense of it and say, Okay, well, you know, I'm gonna use this all throughout the day, um, and and kind of exercise and you have a much slower insulin response. Um so you're more likely to use it for activity um, or some kind of you know bodily function than for it to be quickly stored. Um, so if you know, like if you're, it, it, all carbs aren't created equal, you know. Mm-hmm. So th- that's why it's important, and that's why you want to try to st- stick towards complex carbohydrates. Um, you know, as being the majority of what you eat, depending on what your activity level is and what you what you need them for. Right. Um, complex carbs being the least processed, you know, like, uh, you know, the most, the, 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 the closest to where you'd find them in nature. And then also sugars can be added to foods and often are. So these processed foods, like the stuff that you were eating as a kid, they're adding sugar in there for flavor and texture. Um, and, uh, uh, like, crystallization and shelf life and all this kind of stuff. There's all, we talk about food chemists a lot and they're definitely fucking, you know, jacking this shit up with, um, sugar to improve (laughs) its palatability and make you, you know, yeah. As a little young Aaron McGowan want to have, you know, three of the cookies, (laughs) a pizza pocket and three Otis funk wire. Okay. Um, that was a $2 lunch by the way. So I was living, um, Okay, do you want me to go into the glycemic index? Yeah, whatever you want. Whatever you want, Aaron. Uh, well, how, did, how did that seem? Boring as fuck. You know, to me, yeah, but other people will love it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I felt no, like it was a little better organized than my protein talk. I felt like I was a little scattered on protein. I felt like I knew the mistakes I made on protein and carbohydrates. I was like, this is, this is the flow of how I want it to go. Yeah, you can... I could feel like the... Um, I could feel like you're like student, like you were like, I can do this. I'll do this better than last time. I could feel that like energy. Um, That's good. I nailed it. I mean, so far so good. Uh, Just killing it. Everybody loves good student energy. (laughs) It's not annoying at all. Nerd. Um, No, no, you did great. Um, Okay. So glycemic index what is it y'all okay so it's the rate at which ingested carbohydrates raises blood sugar and its accompanying effect on insulin release is referred to as the glycemic index that 
is a foreign language to me, but it's essentially what you were talking about with the insulin carrying the little guys from the house to the home, you know, to the little yeah. gly- glycogen yeah. houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the insulin is like a taxi. Let's sure. say water taxi. It's like we're in Venice. Insulin is the water taxi that takes you from the airport to your hotel. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Cute. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Cute. Okay. So, um, let's see. So this is like called the G like, it's also just GI on a lot of stuff. Um, so the GI for a food is determined when the particular food is consumed by itself on an empty stomach. So if you have multiple of these at once, it can alter the glycemic effect, which I didn't know. Twist. Um, so a high glycemic index is, uh, greater than 70 moderate is 56 to 69 and low is less than 55. So this is, um, like if you're curious about the foods you're eating, I can throw some out there, but you can look this up online if you're wanting to keep your, your, I guess your GI levels stable. So is the, is the best way to kind of explain this, like if you want to keep your, um, kind of like your blood sugar, even to have like the moderate sort of, um, GI foods. Is that kind of the, the point of this or just to kind of know what you're getting into before you get into it? I think so. so there's, there's debate on whether or not you can, whether or not they'd even recommend that diabetics, Let's who would be the most extreme example of somebody because their 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 life and health depends on the you know like their insulin response to food or or how much insulin they would need for food. So how right. much control you can get over your body's hormonal responses to food based on using the glycemic index? It's it's still debated. Like so, it's not it's not a hundred percent. But in the kind of research that Aaron and I have done recently. Um, related to all this food stuff, there's not a lot of great studies out there on food because it's really fucking hard to get people to commit to um, being a part of these studies. They just won't do it or they'll fuck up or they'll fall off or whatever it is. So it, it may be very good. It may be very beneficial, but it's hard. They don't have like tons of great research on it because a lot of them are like rodent models or whatever. And it's, you know, things change when you scale it for humans, you know. What's up, dudes? You got Aaron and Stanger here, and we had to interrupt really quick to talk to you about a great sponsor we have for the show today called Athletic Greens. Hell yeah. We love this. We love athletic greens. We love it. We want some more of it. We want you, we want you to know about it. Yeah. Uh, we want you to know about it because we, we want you guys to take care of yourselves. We tear, we care about you. We like you. We need you. Hell you listen to the show. We don't exist without you really. Also, we kind of, it is a little, we want to show off a little bit that we're taking athletic greens. Yeah. 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 It's like what hot people do. And now like, that's what we're doing. And we want you to join us. I was seeing a bunch of sexy people on Instagram and they're doing their little like (laughs) routine with athletic greens or mixing it in stuff. It looks all healthy and good. It's all green and uh, they're mixing it up and trying it. And I'm just like, man, I got it. How can I get in that crowd? And I, and Aaron, here we are. We're there. Yeah. (laughs) We're here. 
It's easy to talk about them as a sponsor. I use Athletic Greens literally every single day. It's part of my routine, my supplement, exercise, wellness routine. Um, I take um, I take one scoop of the stuff. I mix it in some ice cold spring water, and uh, I'm I'm getting all. Aaron, what are we getting from Athletic Greens? What can people come to expect from Athletic Greens? I am so. I'm so glad you asked. Okay, with one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. So this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. It covers it all. Yep, dudes, it's lifestyle friendly. Um, whether you're eating keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free, they got you covered. Um, contains less than one gram of sugar. Uh, we got no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, and it still tastes good. How would you describe the taste? It's got a kind of um, a tropical, it's like tropical, like mild tropical. Yeah, and we've we've talked before about it. It's it's like the flavor profile of healthy and good at the same time. Like it tastes, yeah, it tastes you, good. You, you taste like what you're tasting makes you feel better than like the old version of yourself. Like you're like, Oh, drinking this makes me better. I am now better. It's that taste. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, t- it totally makes sense. I mean, cause I know it because I've tasted it. People are going to have to try it to get what you're talking about. Um, and so if you're looking for like a good multivitamin or, or good probiotic, and uh, whatever, whatever it is that you're looking for, you can kind of get a one-stop shop with athletic greens. And another great yep. thing about them, it's the best of the best, uh, when it comes to uh, products based on the latest science. So they're doing their research, they're using the best ingredients and you, they've got a, a constant, product iterations with third-party testing. So they're making sure that they're bringing in third parties to test the stuff and make sure that you, the consumer, are getting the highest quality stuff. All right, you guys, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells to take ownership over your health and pick the up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You guys, we also want to talk to you about better help. Um, Aaron, are you taking care of your, uh, of your brain and your mind? I am. I, I, I you know, I kind of s- sounded like I was being silly, but I actually, I do try really hard, um, to take care of my mind because, and because I tried so hard to take care of my body, I don't want to leave my little brain hanging out to dry, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you look at your life you through your mind, through your brain, it, it affects how you interpret things, how you experience things. There's lots of shit you can do for, um, to support a healthy brain. Like you can learn a new language. You could take power naps. You can do puzzles. You can read books. You can, um, I don't know, challenge yourself to, you know, new experiences. Another great thing that you could do is, um, use better help online therapy. Get with a licensed professional therapist. Optimize yep. 
your outlook on life, improve your tools at dealing with stress, um, and you know all the things that life throws at you. I, I thought it sounded cool either way, Stanger. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I will say that I think I I am a person that believes anyone, no matter what your life is like you should just talk to somebody because whether or not anyone meant to someone along the way, put a thought in your head that may or may not need to be there. And so I'm just like, go talk to someone, a licensed professional and kind of dig in, kind of get to the bottom of some of the stuff you've believed about yourself or the world that might not be true. Maybe it is, but maybe it doesn't hold up. I did. I felt a little hopeless. It improved my outlook on life exponentially. It's not, and it's not something that it's, it's not a place I would have gotten to alone. I needed, I needed yeah. somebody that was trained in, in the specific things that I needed from them to guide me and give me the right, um, the right skill set to be able to achieve that. And I'm so glad I did. I wish I would have done it sooner. If I'd used better help, I would have better help is online therapy and they offer video phone and even live chat only therapy sessions. You don't have to see anybody on camera. If you don't want to, you can just, uh, you know, keep it, uh, keep it non-visual and anonymous, which is nice. Yeah. And it can be much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, which in the world of finding a therapist is so fast and so great to, to know that that could be the turnaround time instead of going from person to person to person, yeah. <laughs> you know, from trying to yeah. date to find your, your therapist. Instead, uh, BetterHelp will just match you with one. And then if it doesn't work out, they will also help you find a different one. Yeah. Can't beat it, guys. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. That's betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. And now back to the episode. What, what was your question again? <laughs> Well, I just, uh, you know, like why, like is just trying to figure out like the point of the glycemic index, it, like, is it for weight loss? Cause that's kind of what I was finding was like some people, it helps, um, you know, to have a lower index so that your blood sugar isn't spiking. Cause that's kind of like what plays with, um, if you like, if you want more food, if you feel like you just like you said, like you had a piece of white bread, you had a hit of insulin, a hit of like energy, and then you crash instead of kind of having like a lower glycemic index food, like yogurt and your body has like more time to process it. You're not as hungry as fast, or you don't feel that like kind of rush that you felt with white bread. So I guess I'm asking, what is the point of glycemic index? <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that my question? I actually think it is. Um, yeah. Is I mean, it just, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, it's, 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 you're trying to, you know, stable. I think people do and have used them both glycemic index and load as a way to try to achieve and maintain a healthy weight. Um, mm -hmm. But I think where you'll find that maybe the most benefit is, is regulating your blood sugar levels and making sure that you're not getting spikes um, in those kind of blood sugar. Cause I think, you know, more, more than like, you know, 
painstakingly paying attention to that kind of stuff, there's other things in your diet that you could look at first, you know, versus like, right. You know, what, what is my blood sugar response going to be to this? And like, I want to keep it as even as possible throughout the day. Like, is that going to make, is that going to make the difference versus, you know, what's my overall caloric intake for the day? Um, right. if I'm, if I'm eating reasonably healthy and balanced, um, right. You know, you could start to go like crazy and, and then they're like weird stuff will happen to where, um, some food, some like carrots will have like a really high number on the glycemic index. And so, you know, if you're not, uh, you know, if you're not diabetic and you're not doing it for that reason, it, is our carrots going to be what sinks you? It's like, wow, the glycemic index on carrots, right. almost the same <laughs> right. as Snickers. Well, fuck, I'm right. I'm, yeah. I'm cutting out carrots then, you know, that's why the glycemic load started factoring in because that, that takes into account how many overall carbo. it's based on how many carbohydrates are actually in the food thing, you know, not just yeah. the immediate insulin response that you're going to get it. Cause it's like, well, who cares if I get a quick insulin response because all I'm eating is a carrot anyway. So sort out what I'm going to do with this carrot and the <laughs> little bit of calories it has. And you know, yeah. So I think if you use it the right way as a tool, it, it can be beneficial, but I think like doing a little mixture of glycemic index versus glycemic load is, is helpful. And then it's also, you start to factor in like, well, how dialed in do I want to be, you know, and where, where it need to be, I guess it need to be. And where is yeah. my, where is my nutrition at at this point? You know, if you're like somebody that's already like really low body fat, that's just kind of trying to even take it up another notch. I don't know. Maybe you could start to look at it versus somebody is like, wow, my, my blood glu- glucose levels are dangerous. I really need to figure out what's going on here and I need to start right. controlling this. Then maybe it's, you know, more beneficial. It was to answer your original question. It was originally developed for people with diabetes. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is like low glycemic index foods are like peanuts, plain yogurt, soybeans, peas, cherries, grapefruit, black beans, skim milk, fettuccine. Hey, chickpeas, chocolate milk. That one gets me. That's so funny. But chocolate milk is at a 32 and then a Snickers is at a 41. So that you're, you're uh, calling of the Snickers being a 41 and a carrot is a, where is it? 47. Yeah. So, so carrots higher. Lower. <laughs> yeah. See, that's where you that's get, crazy. it starts to get dicey there, you know? Yeah. So it is interesting. Like it, you know, I'm just looking at one of, of there's tons of stuff online that you can look at, but I think, is this where we get the, like that fruit is cause I remember hearing that carrots were high in sugar and is like, is this because of like the glycemic index? Or is that like the rumor that was spread about carrots? I mean, they do and- have some sugar in them. I mean, those root vegetables, beets and sugar and all that kind of stuff are, you know, carby, starchy, sugary, depending on what yeah. it is. Um, so that's, that is truth. Uh, but like I was saying earlier, you know, the trade-off that you get for like the micronutrients is, is, good. is, is worth it's it. worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, you know, like we were talking about glycemic load. So you're getting like all this kind of fiber and, um, you know, other stuff in there that's going to help manage the absorption of whatever sugars are in there. And if it's like right. a low calorie food, it's like popcorn having a kind of high glycemic index, but being a low calorie food. So it's, it's again, right. it's like, who cares if my, Do you know, these just off the top of your head. You're like, so I'm like looking at this. I'm like, that's on here. Yeah, that's high. Popcorn is a 72. Right. And so, 
you know, that jacks your blood sugar up. But again, like we, if we talked about the purpose of insulin, so it's like, all right, we got a lot of insulin coming down to see what's up. What do you need? What do you want to do? What do we need to store? And it's not that much stuff to store. It's like, okay, well, who cares yeah. then? So that's, I think that's where yeah, that's you, a good point. you were talking about pairing um, and what you're pairing the food with. So now mm-hmm. let's say you eat a bunch of popcorn and you have candy and a giant regular soda. Then you're starting to get, you know, uh, a lot of sugar, um, a lot of calories and a huge, huge um, insulin response. That could be bad. So you got to look. And that's oftentimes what they'll say, you know, with certain kinds of fruit, like you have it alone or by itself, um, you know, or other, Mm. you know, other things. And there's also like digestive reasons for that. But part of it, too, is the, you know, the blood sugar response. So it's like fine, have the little spike in your blood sugar, um, you know, let it do what it's going to do with the minimal amount of calories you're eating anyway. And then later, you know, have your, um, you know, your other macronutrients too. So it's, you know, food timing, food pairing, all that kind of stuff. You can get really granular with it. Yeah. That's like, a like, that's like too rich for my blood. Like that starts to get into like, well, I'll never, I'll never remember which goes with what and what's good and bad and blah, blah. Like I just will die before I do any of that. That was another thing too, where they were, they were talking about, um, we talked a little bit about it in fats, um, with the quality of your cholesterol, you know, do you have like the, yeah. the healthier kind of, so the LDL is the bad cholesterol. That's the number you want to get down. But if you're a little bit on the higher side, what, it, what does your LDL look like? Is it the healthy kind or the unhealthy kind? Um, and certain pairings of foods can affect the unhealthy kind. So it's like if you eat a lot of saturated fat plus um, simple sugars, that can make your, the quality of your LDL cholesterol bad. And so, you know, it's like it's not the egg by itself, you know, that's higher in cholesterol. It's the egg right. plus you know, some other junky thing or something processed or high fructose corn syrup sweetened or something like that. That's causing the, the drop off in health. And that's why even the reduction in fat in the standard American diet didn't affect people's heart health or cholesterol. So they're like, what the fuck's going on here? We went all fat free. Like why are people still dying from coronary heart disease or why is why is cholesterol right. still up? And it's because there was another, you know, part of the equation that we were missing. Damn. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. That's savage. Do you want to talk about um, savage macro month? Savage take. <laughs> so, 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 savage take. <laughs> we're doing sound effects now. <laughs> savage take. <laughs> This is the closest to an improv class I've been in a while. <laughs> Remember that stupid, like where you have to be like, boom, like everyone have to do another stupider sound effect. And then it's like called sound bomb or whatever. Did you ever have to freaking do that? I, I had to do a lot of stupid stuff. That might've been a little bit after my time. Yeah. After your time, you got out at the right. I did like a lot of like, Hey, big booty. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think they had to cut that one, and then they brought in this dumbass sound bomb. I like the big booty one. Um, and I don't the, think they're allowed to do it anymore is what I mean. Okay, because the Kardashians are changing says, the fashion of it. Exactly. 
Exactly. I'm trying to bring in the Kardashians every chance I can get. People loved I'm it. Sad of, We're a little chatter on about Instagram. Pete Davidson and, you know, her breaking up. Um, but I'm here for whoever Pete Davidson dates next. Do you think he's hot? I don't. I don't, but I'm fascinated by his love life. Yeah. <laughs> Very fascinated. I I loved it when him and that um, Ari- Ariana Grande. Ar- yeah. Ariana? Ariana. Yeah, I loved it when they were dating. They're well, for it. it's Ariana. I don't know. She's um, Italian. but She's tiny. She seems so tiny that I'm like, in real life, I bet she's even tinier. Is she trying to trick people that she's Latina or Hispanic? Because she is a town. Oh, uh, She's a little. Tr- I don't know. A little tricky like that. I th- I would imagine if anyone's trying to trick, it's probably her management team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look at some side by sides of her from when she first started versus. Oh, I have. It is a dramatic. There's something shift. going on. You know, like wearing a lot of bronzer. You know. Yeah. Um, I do like some of her songs though. I I do too. What song do you like? I like the um, "Got No Tears Left to Cry." I don't know what the name of it is, but that's that. The thought of you like listening to that song—it's <laughs> a great song. Do you know what I'm talking about? That just make, makes me happy. No, but if that's the lyric, I want to know. I I like. No, it's, is it's on her last album. It's not a bad. It sounds like it's going to be a ballad. It's more. It's more of a catchy pop song. Um, oh, you would you would note it. You would know it. You would know. Are you going to sing it? You would have noted it. Um, you know, I'm so, I am so incredibly tragic as a singer. Um, I, I shouldn't, uh, and I won't cause it, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you get it. It's just going to embarrass me and make our audience uncomfortable. Uh, Let's see here. it's the one where she's like, shut your mouth. Is it save your tears? Yeah. Wait, wait. With the weekend? No, 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 no. Right now, I'm in a state of mind. I want to be in like all the time. Did you hear that? I want to think of it because I have a theory on the song that's kind of gross, but I guess I can tell you guys a little bit about uh, carb loading. Um, So for people that don't know, there was a whole stretch of time in the, um, in the eighties where, and even now where it became insanely popular for people to carbo load. And so before you would have, some kind of like race or something like say you're going to do a, a marathon um, or a long run. Even if you weren't doing like a, like a sanctioned marathon or race, you would up your carbohydrate intake intake the night before the event or the race or the run that you were going to do, like the workout that you were going to do so as to improve your performance. Um, and so people would eat like giant, pasta dinners, just like tons and tons of pasta. Um, so like they could, they could do it to improve like the race that they were going to do. And, um, the issue is people started questioning like, well, what is, what is the actual benefit of it? Does it actually do anything? Um, 
does it make sense for people that are just, uh, you know, not in the sports world or just kind of civilians to, um, you know, get out there and carbo load, uh, and, uh, and does it, does it translate to kind of like the, uh, the normal population of people like what, so say, uh, okay, it's one thing for, uh, I'm trying to think of like a, like a, uh, famous endurance athlete. <laughs> the only one that comes to mind is Lance Armstrong. Who's, uh, you know, bad reputation at these days. Uh, who's a great, Oh, so we'll just, we can use Lance Armstrong. So say when he was training for like the tour de France, like he would carbo load and like he might've gotten some benefit out of it. So great for Lance Armstrong at that high level. Does it make sense for, you know, my mom, Janet Stanger to carbo load before her big runs that she does on the weekend? Like what, what is the benefit there? And is she getting the same out of it that Lance Armstrong is? And so people would just kind of hear about it. And it's one of those things that does make news because you're like, oh, wow, this athlete that I love is eating, you know, uh, you know, a million carbohydrates or, you know, having, you know, 50 pieces of bread or something. And then they're going out and running this race. Like, I want to do that, too. Like, and it does kind of sound fun, right? It's exciting. Like you get to I feel like anything where you get to eat a lot, um, you know, tends to kind of capture the imagination of of people um, like when you guys I don't know if you guys remember when uh, when. Uh, what's his name? Michael Phelps had like a McDonald's diet for the um, Olympics. And so, you know, people are kind of, wow, is, is that the secret to all his gold medals? Maybe that's not the perfect allegory there. But anyway, uh, so, you know, people like grabbed onto it. And so there'd be like, you know, weekend running groups that would do like this big carb loading. I remember for high school football, we would do like, you know, pizza and carbohydrates before, um, before like we would do uh football games and stuff and we would call it carbo loading and it felt really scientific and uh it, you know probably wasn't the case we obviously weren't doing our research it was just some article that like somebody's mom read in newsweek or something like that and so people were just doing their best so anyway i went ahead and did a little bit of research um do you have any thoughts or memories on carbo loading in your past yeah, I did it for a half marathon. I like, but it's so it was like the carbo uh, the half marathon in Nashville, and it was like we tried to get like reservations for dinner at like an Italian place the night before, and it was like everyone in town was running the marathon or half, and everyone was doing the same thing, and it was so fun. It was like everyone was getting piles of pasta. And that's what I did. And then the next morning I had a, a, a bagel and I just really never do that is I don't really like bagels and I don't really ever need that much. Yeah. Um, for any normal life, but I, you know, Hey, it, I ran the marathon or the half and it was fun. Uh, cool. Did it help? I have no idea. Yeah. So I, that was kind of like the point that I was making is that people would, yeah. people would do this and it was very haphazard. Like nobody quite, got why or how you would do it. And so they were just like, it just kind of, be, it reduced itself to being like a giant bunch of pasta the night before whatever you're, right. you're going to do. So the way it started was they researched whether or not people could charge up those glycogen stores that we talked about earlier and, yeah. and how far in advance they could and whether or not people would actually be able to use them during physical activity. And so what they were ultimately able to determine is that you do, at a certain point um, for endurance exercise, 
you will run out of like the um the the calories that you have or the glycogen that you have on board that's readily available as energy and you won't be able to eat fast enough during the race to or take glucose or whatever during the race to cover what you need so but it's got to go longer than 90 minutes for carbo loading to actually work so okay so if the event is longer than 90 minutes you can carbo load and get some benefit which i'll get to later um because you're only able to about you're only able to take in about 60 grams of carbohydrates per hour to use during exercise that's only 240 calories per hour not that much and that's not enough to meet your caloric need while you're running um so you're below your core caloric need so you're at a deficit there it's going to affect your performance you need about 400 calories per hour so you can carbo load that you would have to do it 48 hours prior to the event so it can't just be haphazardly the night before the night before yeah. okay got to start got to start 48 hours but I'll wait till I get to the end and then you can decide whether or not you want to carbo load or not so you got to start okay. you got to start 48 hours and it's huge um they it's not worth talking about on the show, but they did like the, the article that I was reading, they broke down like what you would need to do. And it's like heavy carbs with every meal, like muffins with jam, you know, like all this kind of shit. It's beyond just like a big wow, pasta yummy. dinner. Yeah. Um, so you have that, you have that plus snacks. You've got to hit this mark. Now, uh, what do you think, how much do you think it, it can prove your endurance by? What percentage? Let's say f- uh, 50. Okay. It can improve if you carb load appropriately 48 hours prior to the race, adequately jack up those glycogen reserves, do everything right. It can improve your endurance by two to three percent. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> okay. So wow, that's so, little. So here's the deal. People grabbed onto this because it was very exciting, right? This is what these elite athletes are doing. They're carbo-loading, carbo pasta. I like pasta. I can do it. How fun, yeah. right? You had the experience during your half marathon. Yeah, so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe not, maybe you're maybe not getting any benefit from it. Um, an elite yeah. athlete absolutely would. So if you're running in the Olympics and all that kind of shit, a 2 to 3% improvement on your performance, for sure. And beyond yeah. that, if you want to move back a little bit and just kind of get into more general population, if you run marathons or do endurance events or triathlons or, or whatever it is regularly, and you're trying to improve your time, yeah, it can improve. You'll two to 3%, you'll absolutely improve your time. Right. So it is worth paying attention to, but for kind of weekend warriors or people that are just running on the weekends or whatever, you don't need to carbo load. Um, it's yeah. only, you're only getting like a minimal benefit from it, but other people would do it to, you know, soccer players, rugby players, you know, any kind of sport to where you're constantly running, you can't take in yeah. those calories fast enough. So it does make sense on a biological standpoint. And for certain people under certain circumstances, it can be good, but, uh, there we go with wow. uh, carbo loading. Well, the, um, the, like they have like these like little jelly cubes, that was like when we were when we were getting ready to run the marathon a half marathon and you're doing your long run on the weekends like it was like a little like gummy candy but it was like filled with electrolytes oh yeah so fast carbs yes all that kind of so all so even if you're doing that kind of shit like i said you're only able to take in about 60 grams of carbs per hour so you need to do that but 
you're not meeting your 400 on average per hour that you need uh, to, you know, to get optimum, but you know, benefit. Um, so wow. you got to do that stuff and then you carbo load and then you hit like you hit your maximum output. Um, okay. How about a couple <laughs> of myths? You got any myths? Yeah, let's get myth busted. Okay. So, you know, I found, I found this website, uh, that was, had a bunch of myths on it. Highly reputable. Um, yeah, it's called eat this.com, you know, very fun little situation, but you know, it had some stuff that I at some point have believed. And mm. so I was like, well, let's just talk about it. So um, it actually so, busted some of your myths. Yeah. So we didn't have to bust it, bust the myths for they were busted for us. Does that make sense? Yep. How many times can I say busted? All right. So let's see here. Only bread, pasta and potatoes are considered carbs. This was a, this is how I, when I was growing up, that's what I thought. I thought like bread, pasta, potatoes. Those are all the three things I just said. That's what I thought carbs were. I didn't know that there were freaking carbs in vegetables. Okay. So a blah, blah, blah there. We have gone over it. There are two types of carbohydrates, simple and complex. Um, Complex carbs are found in lots of stuff, including vegetables. Okay. Is there anything else we need to bust on that, Stanger? <laughs> we really have gone over everything else on there. Um, wow. So fruits, that was vegetables. It was just surprising to me that that was like, quite I the remember, myth that you busted. I just, I don't want to read all of the science about it, but there is, I just was shocked. I, I've now known for a while, but that. Um, that vegetables, like when you put vegetables into my fitness pal, it goes toward carbohydrates. Carbs. Yeah, I agree. We, Which is rude. Yeah, I think we 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 touched on that in a pre-ep maybe last week or the week before. Yeah, yeah but it, it is it is trippy too to where it's like people are, because um, I'll, I'll tell people like what I eat, people are like, wow, you eat no carbs or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I have a lot of carbs. You know, I'm having fruits and nuts and vegetables and, you know, all that stuff. It's not... You know, I'm I'm not having fucking toast every day, motherfucker. I'm not having fucking a bagel in Nashville like I'm running a halfer. <laughs> Come on, or even like um, like zucchini, zucchini, corn, like those like starchy vegetables. Like corn's not, not a I'm vegetable. I'm not even just talking. I know, but to the south it is. <laughs> Corn is a grain. Okay. Look it up, Mythbuster. <laughs> Look it up, nerd. Um, carbs make you put on weight. This is a huge one. Yeah. Is this because of Atkins? Did Atkins make everyone believe this, or was it before that? Is it, has it always been the case? No, I think that people didn't know before. I mean, uh, and people didn't. People, I shouldn't say didn't know. People definitely didn't think that before. Well, like no. We, I talked about how I just wasn't thinking about carbs or worried about carbs at all. Like I was having, you know, French bread and pasta and all that stuff. I'm like, wow, my fat intake is so low. I think that like it, it, it was in the fat free, you know, like the fat free craze time. People weren't worried about carbohydrates or sugar at all. I know that like sugar had really powerful advertising too, to where they were talking about, you know, use a tablespoon of sugar for energy. You know, like there's great, 
you know, uh, newspaper ads put out by sugar back in the day. And so, you know, obviously I think there was a little bit of course correction that happened and then people took it too far. And so you could get very quick, robust benefit from eliminating simple sugars and carbohydrates in your diet and you would see it show up on your body. And so that's why, you know, Adkins really took hold and, you know, like everything in this stupid country, we, people took it too far. And then, you know, you got it too far, got to sell books and you got to sell protein bars and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, people grab onto that. I think people want this, you know, the easiest solution. And so that, that felt, you know, that was easy. Just like, okay, no carbs or low carbs or whatever as opposed to like, you know, the more balanced kind of nuanced approach. And I would say that it's still kind of, it rules my thinking maybe more than it should, you know? Yeah. Um, well this, in this article, it talks about that, uh, nutritionists, like actual ones, not just us, uh, say that carbs can actually help people lose or maintain a healthy weight. And, and five, and the reason is because of fiber. Mm-hmm. So that keeps you like full longer. So you're not just constantly looking for more food. But the thing that I did with course correcting was I, I've talked about so much is I went, I leaned heavy on fats and it, instead of carbs, because I was afraid of carbs because, uh, you know, I grew up in that time. And, and so this is saying like, just have it be bounced. Oh, I don't know if you talked about this when I was having my, um, my sound crisis. It was more amount just, of carbs. just me really like long winded talking about uh, carbo loading, <laughs> <laughs> the history of carbo loading before Fair. you got on. <laughs> well, the, um, the amount of the carbohydrate, intake recommendation. Um, should I talk about that now yeah. since, since we're here? Um, so a diet containing between six and 10 grams per day of carbohydrates is recommended. So wait, wait, how much between six and 10 grams per day? That seems fucking wait, crazy low. On. No, I think I'm reading this wrong. Would it be between six and 10 grams slash kilograms? So is that per kilogram? I guess. Yeah, this is the freaking dumbbells, all right? We learn as we freaking go. Okay, I think that might be what this means. So that would be 2.7 to 4.5 grams per pound is the recommended. So we're, again, we're in America and we do things harder here. So that is per pound, 2.7 to 4.5 grams per pound. So for you, what would that be? Um, 2.7, 2.5 per pound. 2.7 to 4.5. Oh, sorry. Um, so, so I'll just do three. Yeah, so three times. That seems high for me. That does seem high or that, but this is, this would be grams. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Um, what's your, what's normal or what is your number and what's normal for you? I, I, I have to like, look at it. I I would say mine's on the low side, but just like, I I think the FDA is saying 300 grams per day. If you're eating a 2000 calorie diet, 300 grams per day. Um, this, this was coming from my, my NASM, um, book that I've been working with here. Um, 
There was a, it did have a different place that was like 45 to 65% of your macros. That's what it was saying. If you were mm-hmm. like, um, you know, if you were not like a elite athlete, but if you were kind of like moderate athlete, moderate exercise, 45 to 65% of your calories should come from carbs was, um, that was in the percentages instead of the grams, like this is saying. Um, but I like the, having a, having carbs in your diet, like already put in is going to make your, like, you're not going to go crazy at the end of the day on carbs because you put it in the rest of the day. I think that's what people are like, Carbs are fun to go crazy on. Yeah. And I think of all of them, carbs is the, like, like no one's going to like, well, someone might, but like for the most part, are you going to sit down and have like a bowl of pasta and eat it till you're going to burst? Or are you going to sit down and have like a bowl of like meatballs and eat it until you burst? Pasta is more fun. Let's be real. A bowl of French fries. I'm eating the whole thing. There's salt on it. I'm going, I can't stop. Like, so I think carbs are the ones that are challenging to stop eating, which might be why <laughs> they get a bad rap. Yeah. I mean, I, you're, you're hundred percent right. I mean, it, it, it's easy to overeat on them. I think our, our, our Western American diet, you know, we, we started getting too much of them. They're also in all our snack foods, um, you know, which it, again is made by food chemists who are designing this stuff to uh, make you want to eat as much of it as much as you can. And then also purely from a biological standpoint and a physiological standpoint, we, you know, proteins and fats fill us up more. And so, you know, carbohydrates, you, you get less full on. And so you can just eat more, you can eat them in excess more. And you combine yeah. that with these food chemists that are making it hyper palatable. Like I said, adding, I mentioned earlier, adding the sugar to improve taste and texture you know, you don't get tired of it. We talked about like this, this, there's this great book called hungry brain. And the author talks about, um, your body has these kind of natural stop mechanisms to help you from overeating, um, called one of them is called palate fatigue. And so you'll get tired of a certain taste and then you just stop eating it. Well, if you have, you know, a bunch of geniuses in a lab, they're like, how can we get over this hurdle of palate fatigue? Well, we'll make it salty and sweet. And so then you're like, ooh, salty, sweet, Damn. country, crunchy. And then you're like, oh, I'll have a soda with it. So then you have like a bunch of potato chips and then you get tired of that and you have a little sip of your soda and then more potato chips and soda. And so I can kind of just like keep going and going and going. And that's where they're like hacking our biology to, you know, to get us to overeat um, so that we buy more of their product. And then also beyond that, if you got, if you want to get real kind of bro sciencey with it, you know, you think about us in nature carbohydrates were harder to come by and they were a great energy source for us. And so naturally we would want to eat is whatever we can find of them. Um, you know, so if you found like a patch of berries or something like that, you would just sit there and eat all the fucking berries. Cause it was the last ones you were going to get, <laughs> you know, you're more right. likely to, you know, kill something than you were to find, you know, carbohydrates sometimes. And so your body's going to naturally compel you to want to eat, you know, the simplest, easiest form of fuel. And so that's something that fucks with us. And that's why people tend to overeat those carbohydrates, I think, you know, if I'm just kind of, you know, throwing theories out there in bro science. And so <laughs> also, you know, in a lab, 
when they study it, if you eat a lower carb diet, you will lose weight. Like it is, it is fucking proven. People just like we said, take it too far. And they do recommend people as they age to cut their carbohydrates back. You need less of that simple fuel as you get older. So, you know, you yeah, cause you slowing down, you slowing down. You don't have the lean body mass. We talk about your, your muscle that you have in your body. That's your calorie burning potential. So we talked about sarcopenia. As you age, you lose that muscle mass. You just need less fuel. And so your carbs have to almost get cut in half as you age. So we talked about, you know, 300 on a 2000 calorie diet. You're taking that down to like 150 once you hit a certain age, uh, depending on your activity level and your, how much lean body mass you have. So all that stuff has to kind of be factored in. So I would say, you know, if you're trying, if you're eating to burn fat and lose weight, um, you know, make sure you examine the virtues of a lower carbohydrate diet and determine if it's right for you, but also just be wary of quick fixes or, um, right. Or, uh, you know, taking things too far, you know, for too long, make sure it's sustainable. Well, and, and like the quality of your carb too, it doesn't all have to be, you know, it doesn't all have to be complex carbs, but knowing that that is, that is going to be a healthier, um, over the long term, like for longevity, um, still have fun, still enjoy your life, but having that kind of like the eye on the, just the, the, what's the right word there? Like the nutrition value of your food. If you're caring about your macros, that is always going to play a, a huge part in, in what you're eating. And what your yeah. or how your body feels after you eat, um, so is that good? Yeah, it felt great. Do you think? Do you think? Uh, do you think me being gone for five minutes was a great? Uh, <laughs> great. Move people for got to people got to hear me spin a little bit too. It was also like distracting <laughs> because I could hear you guys perfectly, and so you were having a discussion with Jason and. Oh, sorry. Tom. I tried to mute. I was. I was like the the mic is. <laughs> So I have, I have my homework to get our lovely producer to cut my mic for those five minutes. No, of no, no, me frantic. It's fine. It, uh, people are going to want to hear it. It was more just me, like <laughs> looking visually, like, and then trying to like, um, trying to act like everything, everything was, was fine. fine. Yeah, when it when it wasn't. <laughs> um, so let's close this. Let's close this thing oh, out. Man. We're going to wrap everything up the best we can. Uh, next week. Yeah. And so we'll get you get a we'll get a little bit more info on each of the um, three macronutrients. So this is the time to really send those questions in anything that didn't make sense or anything you want us to maybe screw down on further. Uh, we're happy to do. And then we'll we'll, you know, maybe make some recommendations for how to look at those, you know, how to represent those macronutrients in your diet. Um, we'll get, you know, more information on Aaron's uh, lower fat, higher protein diet. And then we'll maybe finally get my, um, macronutrient breakdown, uh, as well. Yeah. The, the, the people need it. Please Stanger, please let us know. Please. We want to know. We're dying over here. Your giant bowl of salad. What's up? We want exact numbers on Stanger's macros. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, send those questions in because we want to answer a lot of questions that episode. Yeah. And that you can send it in at ask the dumbbells at gmail.com or you could send us a DM at 
the dumbbells across all the social medias. Love it. On behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan and all the um, wonderful folks out there carbo loading, we like to remind everybody to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>